sounds funny anyway. It does sound funny when I do it like this. Should we keep it going now? Yay! Yeah. High Ground Podcast! Welcome to another! You're listening to the High Ground Podcast. I'm Stevie W and we will get onto the subject in a minute. And as always... Callum. Hello. Hey. <laughs> and uh, today we're going to be... Well, we're just going to be chatting about the rise of the geek culture. Oh, this will be a divisive one. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest, you know... Uh, I had this. I said. I said to someone the other day. Uh, you know, uh, when I started, uh, uh, you know, being, you know, at work, uh, being paid. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty much. Uh, you could. You know, the only people I could speak to about the sort of stuff that's commonplace in the workplace now. It. You know, like movies and comics and you know, yeah. the whole geek culture thing, was myself. Nobody. I was then. Yeah, you, was you know. Single, now, single figures. Yeah. The amount of people you could talk to, I think. And over the years, it's kind of like it's, it's it's been a real rise in it. And now, basically, you get people coming to me saying, oh, "Stevie, have you seen this film?" Or have you? And and it's like everyone thinks I'm uh, both of us actually think we're authorities on it. Yeah. I wonder why. Yeah. God, all those years getting bullied. I didn't think they'd pay off. No, but um, yeah, it's a strange one, isn't it? I, I think it's almost sort of it's like any underground movement that when it first starts with a few people it's theirs it's their movement they don't want it to move beyond that that stage and then when it does it kind of annoys you because all this stuff you used to like was almost like your second language you know other people didn't know about it you knew about it with other a few other people and then as soon as it becomes big you just think well what's the point like it's become everything i hate but the, the prime example i always give is with batman so when Michael Keaton played Batman, that was the Batman I grew up on. I mean, it was in the 80s, but I grew up in the, the early 90s, so I remember seeing them on video. And, uh, like, but you would say that to people at school, and they would say things like, oh, well, Batman's rubbish. Like, you're, you're, like, an idiot for liking that. Well, that's, that's the very sensitive version of what they would say to me. And then as soon as The Dark Knight comes out, and Batman's cool, and just cause, like, because of the Heath Ledger Joker thing, Oh, have you seen Batman? Oh, The Dark Knight. Oh, Heath Ledger is amazing. I thought you hated Batman. You know, you used to give me shit for liking Batman. Where's this sudden love come from? Don't even know who he is. And that's the sort of level it's it's got to now, where it's everyone's thing. It's not our thing anymore. And it's 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 sad in a way. I, I like the way it's become bigger, so we can talk to more people about it, or more people could talk to us about it. But in a way, it, it feels like it's not our thing anymore. It's like when a cult movie becomes big, isn't it? You feel like you can't discuss it with your one friend anymore. Everyone knows what it is. I was like to think, because we've been following it for so long, we kind of know more than they do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, obviously, yeah. And, sure, we, yeah. and we're always looking for the next... Big thing. Big thing. Yeah. Do you really... Th- if it, if it'd been deaf down to mainstream culture, you know, when the... the uh, if you look at Guardians of the Galaxy... Yeah. As soon as the first trailer dropped, the first teaser for Guardians, I was all... I was like, this is one of the one. This is one of the times where you know when you see a trailer and you go, please, please, please don't let me down. Yeah. And the yeah. film comes out as soon as I saw the teaser trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy, because I knew, didn't know who the Guardians were. No, I don't think. And I was like, I was like, to me, that trailer and the music in the trailer was like, yes, this is gonna be yeah. good. So see, I'm like ground zero at something that's gonna be huge. Yeah, and yeah. When it, and when James Gunn pulled it off so brilliantly, and it's like, yeah, I still, I still, even though it was part of an established universe, I consider Guardians of the Galaxy to be one of mine because I was yes. there from day one that's my favourite Marvel film still is the first one it's absolutely superb there's not a beat missed but 
interestingly, I thought the trailer looked bad. When I first saw it, I thought, oh, this looks so true. Like, this looks like Marvel was trying to do a pure on comedy. And then when it's totally out of context, because when you see the film, you think, yeah, it works. Like, it, yeah. it's the 70s sci-fi thing done again, isn't it? Like, the, especially the soundtrack as well. I think that movie wouldn't have done half as well without the soundtrack. The soundtrack is the soundtrack superb. Is fantastic. I actually bought the soundtrack to Volume 2. Yeah. I knew it came out on the... It came out prior to... It wasn't released. as good Volume 2 as no, it, but... It's a character in the film. Yeah, yeah. So what I did is when I was... When I picked up the soundtrack, and as I was paying for it, I made sure I did not see the music on the back. Yeah. I just wanted it so that as soon as the film came out, yeah, I could literally crazy. load it into a computer yeah. and and literally listen to the soundtrack that I wanted to be surprised yeah. and experience the soundtrack as another character. Yeah, and it, it, it really is another character. Uh, yeah, I, I go back to the likes of I go back to the likes of Clerks. Yeah. And uh, when you've got uh, all the characters discussing pop, pop culture in uh, yeah, Bookstop yeah. and more rats where you've got Stan Lee. And yeah. and the main character is a comic nerd. Yeah. Like that would have been unthinkable. Exactly. Ten years now, five years before maybe. And this is uh, you know and and I'm like if you go from the Morats from right was ninety five, and if you look yeah, at though if you look at Clerks and Morats then even fanboys, which is set yeah. in 99. And you you look at the way the culture is then, and you, you look at the, the boost it's had since. So you, I was like, when uh, when X-Men came out and you got Stan Lee on the beach, yeah. it's like people like myself were like going, Stan Lee? Yeah. And then when uh, Iron Man came out, it's like, it's like Stan Lee. Yeah, yeah. And then you, you get Definitely. people, then uh, you cut to... Like now, everybody, even who, who for years didn't know who Stan Lee was, they know who he is now. Yeah, I mean, he's he's. You don't even need to know what he's done in the past to know that he's the Marvel guy. You know? Yeah. And he didn't even like a lot of the Marvel properties, wasn't by him, but you just associate. Yeah. It's like associating Star Wars with George Lucas or Star Trek with Gene Roddenberry. Like they they didn't necessarily have a lot of input in a lot of the the latest stuff, but it's their baby. And just like it is with Stan Lee, yeah. and that's that's the way the geek culture was for us. It felt like our thing, yeah. you know, not to sound like the mafia or anything like that, but it was. It, it was a little bit, yeah. It yeah. was. We were we were a little. Uh, well, uh, it's, it's a lie. I'm gonna misquote it because I haven't seen it a while since I've seen it. Uh, Brody says to TS in Morats, "I taught you how I was gonna take. You, I was uh, I was wanting to teach. I'm gonna show you how to." Uh, to uh, read comic books, or but no, you were too interested in playing Little League. Yeah. So yeah. like the whole, you know, the the, the vault rules touch less need be touched. It, yeah, it's like belittling the popular guys for the yeah. first time, wasn't it? Like, no, what I do is better than what you do. Yeah, yeah. I it's like anybody, you know, anybody like that, you know, has comic books, have them in the had them. Yeah. In the little bags that that Brody has. Yeah, in yeah. And you still see them like that in a lot of collector yeah. shops and that. And you know. Uh, it's uh, and figures people only have to have them in condition. Yeah, yeah. Now, whereas back in the day when when you'd be literally going through the pegs of the Star Wars figures as an yeah. adult, you're like, uh, you, you know, uh, nowadays it's, it'd be like me. Yeah. Uh, even though I was in my twenties at the time when Star Wars just yeah just uh, it was just in my twenties when uh, the kind of Hasbro did the relaunch, I I felt so weird going into a Toys R Us just yeah. to look at. You'd almost look it, around, wouldn't you, to make yeah. sure no one was... Yeah, I was very embarrassed trying to make it out like I'm buying it for as a present. I mean, shops like Forbidden Planet wouldn't have had a chance back then. 
I, I mean, I, they must have been around. Fiddler Planet was here. They were, yes. they were, but they were, but they were like the. Uh, I still see them sometimes. I go, but they were like dingy little things. They're not yeah, the big. Almost like when you see sex shops. Yeah. You know, not in the same thing, but it's like looking around before you go in. Like, it, it, but now they're packed constantly now yeah. and expensive as hell. Yeah, so, I remember. Uh, I, this is because there always used to be little out the way shops. You got yeah. Elester uh, used to be another world, uh, which has now been planning to Final Frontiers. And you'd literally go between the because the, that was the that was the only place you could buy American import comics. Yeah. In uh, you know, and uh, so, you, so you'd go there. There were just tiny little businesses, but by the okay, another world changed from Forbidden Planet, so they stayed under. But Final Frontier went under because by the late nineties there was no market. Literally, no, no. the superhero boom that really that started with. Uh, Batman, yeah, by Batman and Robin. Yeah, if you go even further, yeah. you know, it, it was all it was all uh, it was all dead. Yeah. So comic book shops. I mean, at one point there was two, either four or five comic book shops in Leicester. And that was in the mid nineties. But by the end of the nineties, there was only one. One, yeah. But like like record stores today, and the geek culture at the end of the uh, the, uh, the you know by two thousand was dead. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I'm so glad the lights of Forbidden Planet. Uh, state of flow because I remember going into Forbidden Planet anytime I went to London. This was when it was on, still on. If I'm, get, I hope I get the name right, on New Oxford Street. Because I remember going there in the late '80s, and it was always you'd go to London, and I'd always go into Forbidden Planet. Yeah. And it was. I don't want to. I don't want to be derogatory because I'm. You know, we are part of this culture. But it was not your everyday person off the street would go oh, into no, a no. Forbidden Planet. No way. No. And. It would be a place where you could buy your toys, your comic yeah. books. I mean, that's the key word. It would be to buy your comic books. Yeah, I mean, if you saw someone in there you knew, it would be like, oh, wow, I didn't know you liked this stuff as well. It wouldn't be like, oh, you're right, mate, like yeah. like it would now. Yeah. And I, that, I do really miss that sort of culty, uh, what's the profligation of it all, yeah. like the, the, the keeping it alive. And only we were keeping it alive. Yeah. You know, so there must have been more of us. In between Star Wars movies, you every time you get a Star Wars movie, you get a big burst in figures yeah. and people buying them. But uh, in between, it was it was the underground that kept those yeah, yeah. alive. And because Star Wars was pretty dead as well, wasn't it? And before the special edition, between ninety no, between I between uh, eighty so easy between about eighty four eighty five to ninety three, it was dead. Yeah, I mean, then I think video games, yeah. it was th thriving, wasn't it? Because yeah. that was sort of starting up with LucasArts and all that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I remember even as a kid in the 90s, um, not seeing many action figures for it around. Because I, I think the 90s figures were the best. I mean, obviously, like, it depends what era yeah. you like the best. But for me, they were the ones that were like the best detailed, the best collections came from, like, that ones. I think they just look rubbish now. Like, the, the craftsmanship's not great on them anymore. 95 to 2005 after, yeah, after yeah. Revenge of the Sith I'm sorry Canada, Hasbro your quality went down the, yeah, and I mean, that's why I don't collect them anymore I, I think Funkers have replaced that yeah. thing now haven't they I because call they them put, geek, I call the them geek crack I just want to point out because if I uh, geek crack they're like yeah, they're they like I mean if I had the money I'd, if I was rich I'd definitely try and collect all of them <laughs> but it it's that that collection thing that they've latched onto is what separates you from the the, the quote-unquote fake geeks yeah. a lot of them don't like don't collect things and you think well that's a big part of yeah. geek culture is collecting your comics collecting your figures collecting your 
you know, your 16 editions you've got of A New Hope, you know, <laughs> that sort of... Um, you know, it annoys me when they bring out a new edition or something, but I go and flock to buy it. My biggest, my one of my Achilles heels is Back to the Future because I really, really, and it's like I bought, I got, uh, I got a couple of copies of the Blu-ray because it's got extra material on it. And if someone was, if they were to do another copy of Back to the Future with an extra ten seconds of Crispin Glover, as Crispin Glover, as Eric Stoltz as Marty McFly, I'd be going out and buy it for the ten seconds yeah, yeah. because I love Back to the Future. And that's the thing is, it's people like yeah. It's, it's still the, the 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 heart of us that actually still go out and go. It's got it's it's got ten more seconds of, of Eric Stoltz as as, yeah. as Marty. I, I don't need another copy of Back to the Yeah. Stop taking my money. Ten seconds, you say. It's a good ten seconds of Eric Stoltz's. Okay. It's like when you walk away. It's like it's like when you walk away and go. I do not need this thing. Yeah, out of the shop. Yeah, fine. I'll going buy it. In. I'm going back in. It's it. like if they ever release the original cuts of Star Wars, the the original trilogy. It's it's the only thing I've been waiting for for the past ten fifteen years. I gotta say, we did this uh, a few months ago. We did an all night. Uh, uh, we watched the original Star Wars trilogy based on the limited edition DVDs, and it was absolutely superb. Yeah, the only, what annoys me about those DVDs though is I think they deliberately m- made the the picture so unwatchably widescreen. Just to say, well, here's your original cuts, but we've fucked with them. Yeah, and we haven't yeah. cleaned it up either. Yeah. So this is the pre-cleaned up one, even though it'd have been just as easy yeah. just to put the cleaned up. See, I think now because Disney have bought Fox, there's no, pro- there's no, there's no reason for them not to release them because Fox, uh, Fox had a, a lease on A New Hope, yeah. but not the rest of them. Yeah. So it's over now. Yeah. You know, get your Dis- gear, Disney. Yeah, Disney, we want our theatrical cuts. Yes, we cleaned do. up, please, with some new commentaries and whatnot. And can you just? Please piece together a Carrie, a Carrie Fisher uh, commentary. Yeah, or a interviews a you've got enough in your archives. Or a blooper reel or something. Yeah. Can we just have it Carrie heavy just for a few of us? But there's, like, you've hit the nail on the head there with Carrie Fisher. Like, she's she's a prime example of of how the the old the quote unquote old guard of geeks used to function. Because when she died, that hit me and you really hard. And people will still ridicule you for things like that. Like, like, oh, why you didn't even know? Well, I feel like I did. You know, like, why are you crying because some footballer died? See, to me, that's distant. I can't imagine ever feeling with that side of things. But, you know, if these people were important. So when George Lucas dies, I'll be extremely upset as well. Yeah. Very upset. Because we'll have lost a Titan. So there's that, that relationship you have with these people you have never met. But... That you feel like you have, and it's it's hard to explain to people who aren't initiated. I think that's how you can still ferret out the fake ones, yeah. because they don't feel anything for. It's because we grew up. I mean, I grew up since I was four years old with Princess Leia. Yeah. You know, even when I had the years where I distanced myself from the Star Wars films because of the quality, and I don't didn't do the animated series, definitely don't do video games, but it was you know. The reason that I haven't really drawn back into Star Wars was Princess Leia. Yeah. Being able to see someone I grew up with with yeah. Episode Seven back on the on the big screen, and he he reminds you of what it was like. So if you go from four years old to two three years since she passed away, and it's yeah. it's uh, I remember when we saw Episode Eight, and I was glued to my seat, and people were getting up. Yeah. Even at the midnight screening, I was getting agitated because I, I expected and there was there was the nice little tribute and you know 
it was so emotional and yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's I look at the trailer they cut for Rise of Skywalker yeah, with the Princess Leia theme and having her in it uh, I mean I was really uh, I, I, I'll be honest I was upset and my fiance thought it was she she, she thought it was funny until she realised it's, uh, it's uh, hitting yeah, yeah. It's, it's really it's really hitting yeah um, she, was, she was so apologetic because it's it is a way of life for us yeah yeah and I, I think it's a shame that obviously it's a shame she died but it it's almost taken the 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 focus away like episode 8 was supposed to be Luke's film yeah. and episode 9 was supposed to be Leia's but because of her dying it's kind of become Leia's film as well yeah more than Luke's um and and oh, even even Rogue One has become an unintentional tribute at the end you know I, they had there's no way they knew no yeah, no. like, but that 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 end scene, I really liked that. I thought that was really cool because I, I thought she's not going to turn around. She, oh my god, she's turned around. I'd probably replayed that scene more than it, any. Yeah, it's I it's like the it. Tarkins yeah. when you see his reflection, you think, oh, that's cool. There's a Tarkin. Yeah. Oh my god, he just turned around. Yeah. Like, how the fuck did they do that? I was. That's. But Rogue One is brilliant. See, that's a moment that a new geek wouldn't really, because I I know loads of people that we, that we work with yeah. that that were like, oh. Uh, Rogue One was great. Did you like it? And and we'd say, yeah, yeah, it's good, man. Yeah, like it's it's fantastic. How it went back to the original trilogy. And like, yeah, I like the old ones as well. And then they'd say, I just didn't know who that that old guy was that that was like in, you know, like running the Death Star. And you'd think, that's Grand Moff Tarkin. Like, what? I'd be like, on that note, I am actually gonna walk that way. Yeah. If I could recommend fan, you I to these walking films. that way. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it it's not their fault because they weren't no. brought up then at no. that time, but. It's just because I think because there wasn't the internet, there wasn't Wiki Wikipedia or Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Um, you couldn't go and look at these like these background characters and like I, I remember seeing Grandma Tarkin's name for the first time and I thought yeah. that's a weird name, like yeah. some mouthful. And I used to love seeing the background characters in Star Wars, like someone in the cantina in the corner you see for a second. They could have a whole movie made about yeah. them, and that's the wonder about geek culture. There's there's stories within stories within stories they're russian doll narratives yeah. and well rogue one proved that they made a film from one sentence yeah. in the opening crawl of a new hope where else would you do that from like and and throwaway lines like the whole um doing the kessel running in yeah. 12 parsecs and or um the, the death star bands being on data tapes and, yeah. and you'd think in your in the back of your head you'd be going oh that's how did that happen? Yeah. You know, and and it's and the Clone Wars was the big one, yeah. wasn't it? Back in the day, there was nothing about that, and you just thought, well, what are these Clone Wars? These yeah. sound cool. And then when you saw it, you were kind of like, oh. but I just want to go on record. It's not like Attack of the Clones. No, we just, are going to do it. We, no, uh, we, the the Clone Wars the series yeah. that was the best thing Star Wars came out with for a long time, and that was what we can. That's very geeky because yeah. Dave Filoni's a full on nerd, so there's so many like references to. Star Wars and people that do the voice acting in it, it's just superb. But you should say that I actually went out because I, I will be. I will watch the Clone Wars. Oh, I actually went fantastic. Out, I actually went out and bought an episode of the Clone Wars just because uh, oh, the, the Daniel Logan, Daniel Logan yeah, was yeah. in it, and I just wanted to see Daniel Logan voice Boba Fett. Again. Yeah, yeah. It's if you ever get the chance and see Daniel Logan at a convention, go and meet him. He is one of, of the nicest people I've ever met. And he is just—he's brilliant. He is so, and that's the thing. And you watch it, and he's like, he is good. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, he's I mean, good. It, Rebels as well. When 
getting James O. Jones back to play Darth Vader and getting Billy D. Williams to play Lando. That's yeah. for an animated series. That's great. You know, like hearing because as soon as you hear Lando's voice, you think I know who that is, <laughs> or I know that's James O. Jones. And this goes back to the whole of the things like you know where, where when Billy D was announced for Rise of Skywalker, yeah, yeah. you've got some people going, like, you get yeah, a lot yeah, of who's that? Like, then you got yeah. Billy D. Yeah, Billy that's D. Lando, like the coolest guy in the galaxy. Was the coolest guy in the galaxy? I'm still Mace Windu. Actually, no, it's no, Billy Mace D. Mace Windu annoys me. Billy D. It's, it's like it's like that's what I love about Donald Glover. Yeah, in Donald Solo, cool. he's yeah. cool, but See, no one's Billy D. Cool. Solo was killed by this whole new geek culture. Yeah wholeheartedly 100% killed because they you know after the backlash with 8 and it, I don't understand the word backlash because I, I I can have a conversation with you and if you say you don't like The Last Jedi here's why I will sit there and go fair enough yeah. like here's why I like it but what I can't stand is these constant moans about things that have no evidence to back them up like hashtag not my Luke Skywalker why isn't he Luke Skywalker? Like, it's it's just it's it's just statements, and it's not facts or opinions. It, it's just venom, and and it, and I'm not going to see Solo because eight was rubbish. A lot of people what? have said that to me. Yeah, I, I don't understand that. that uh, I didn't say I'm not watching another vampire film because Twilight's rubbish. Mm. I could have very well said that because they're all the same now. Yeah. But I. What we do in the shadows? Just, yeah. Yeah, no, there's your renaissance right there for vampires, but that's another podcast, yeah. isn't it? Oh. Um, but no, but even sort of going back to the cult thing, what we do in the shadows, I felt so much pride saying to you, oh, here's a film you might yeah. like, try it out. There's the cult aspect of being a geek. Because of you, I actually I actually, uh, went out and I saw it on Blu-ray. I was like looking for it everywhere, and I saw it on Blu-ray for eight quid. Yeah. I was like, I have to get this film. Now, um, me, I will watch Blu-rays yeah. then, because... Uh, I, I watched the majority of my stuff from my fiance, so I watched the Blu-ray. Then uh, she'll go off and do whatever she is, and the Blu-ray will stay in the player so that I can actually, when she's at work or when she, you know, she's gone to bed, I'll actually, and I'm still up there watching my movies. Yeah, I'll actually watch the bonus features, documentary deletes, and everything. We switched what we do in the shadows off after it finished. Oh, we didn't switch it off. To, you know, got to the end of the credits, and then should we watch? Making it, yeah. Should we watch the the deleted scene? Yeah, Should yeah. we watch the bloopers? Just worked our way through the disc. Then of course they did the TV series, and then everybody it becomes everybody's property, and everybody has to yeah. go. Oh, you got to watch the film. You got to yeah, watch the TV player. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to watch episodes. You got to watch the seventh episode. You watch episode seventh, seventh episode. You'll and then you got to watch the movie because you'll understand the movie more. Yeah, because, yeah. And it's like, yeah, I love it. I'm I'm ground zero. I mean, I you are definitely ground zero on. Uh, on what we do in the shadows. Yeah, I mean that was passed on to me from from my friends as well. Like, so it's nice to pass them on. Like, a, it's almost like a Chinese whisper, you know. Yeah. Like some of them gain legs that they don't even have, and then you see them and you think, wow. Uh, it's like uh, yeah, you you it's like when you have a video and you just in your old days, yeah. and you think, this is watch this, this is watch this. Yeah, mate, watch. Or it's like kind of um, like in in the late seventies and early eighties you had like a horror boom in in, in terms yeah. of fiction the, the books and it would be people like James Herbert or Sean Hudson where they'd write some pretty grim stuff and I remember even just being at school and my friend had loads of Sean Hudson books and he'd be like look at this bit look. and it'd be like really graphic sex or violence yeah. and you'd be thinking cool I shouldn't be reading this yeah. but th that's sort of missing now I, I, there's, 
that under the table try this like wink wink it, it's I don't know it's 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 strange how it's changed now for me I think I think because a lot of the things we, we mean uh, we have a lot of the things that are going to be underground go to Netflix like Annihilation yeah yeah, uh, yeah that really it, I mean, that winds me up so much when that happens yeah. in films I mean something like Blade Runner one of the greatest films ever made was hated when it first came out. Can I just say, I saw it. was passed under the table. Yeah, I was actually, I saw it when I was way too young to understand it. Yeah, and then, you should never uh, watch that when you're young. Yeah, then, because it was all because of Harrison Ford, you see, and this is what yeah. I love about things, about our culture, is that we will go and watch things because of actors. Yeah, yeah. And because I grew up as a Star Wars fan. So I watched Blade Runner, I didn't understand it. Then I remember a few years later, I watched it again, and I got to the end of the film. Literally, we wound it. Which version? No, this was before they. This was before they. This before was, there was this five was versions. Before, yeah, this was yeah. the original. Before they even knew. I actually saw when they found the uh, director's cut. Yeah, that was ninety two, was it? Yeah, I actually yeah. saw the big screen because that was like I've been waiting oh, wow. for that. And I, that's the one with the voiceover, isn't it? Is uh, this, it? Uh, no, that's the, the, the no, one that's the one, voiceover. Is it? That's one without the yeah, voiceover yeah, with yeah. the unicorn. And but I remember I rewound Blade Runner just to watch it again because it. That's, I mean, like I said, I wasn't an original year one. I mean, I will no. admit, Donnie Darko, I was, I literally, I, yeah, see, that's that was one of mine. the last big cult film I remember of my childhood that I was still around for. Yeah. Kind of thing. I mean, all the rest of them in the 80s, I wasn't there. But I, even in the late, the early 90s when I was growing up, these films were still cult. I mean, something like John Carpenter's The Thing as well, that was still passed, you know, underhand to people to yeah. say, well, look at this, this is... The special effects on this are well good. It's gory as hell. Watch it. Yeah. And like now, you know, Blade Runner, the thing, they came out in the same year. Yeah. And the film that killed them was E.T. Yeah. The, the least cult film you can think of. And now people would, uh, you know, if we were doing a film night, we would be actually looking at more like the thing or Blade Runner. We yeah, wouldn't I wouldn't even e. consider E.T. I've never liked E.T. I, my E.T. love affair lasted from the, the amount of time it took me to get from the outside the cinema wanting this you know you see a film when you were that age <laughs> yeah seven or eight you want to you want a toy from the film yeah it took me to get from there to just downstairs to the toy shop to actually go from nah nah they've got star wars figures yeah star wars figures that was how long it took me so you less than three minutes yeah. to, from a cinema to the toy shop that's how long that's my love affair of et i think that again it's strange that we have to uh sort of criticize star wars for this but it did kill that cult sensibility that was around in the early 80s you know, because the things that made money were the big franchises. Yeah. The, it was the action, the fantasy, the adventure. And, you know, th there were still horror films. that Horror was where the cult was, really. Yeah. Because it was gnarly. And it was because of, especially if, if you live in the US, you will know what uh, the video nasties thing that we had yeah. in the early 80s. That, that made owning these things sort of made you an outlaw. You know, yeah. that's cool. Like, <laughs> like, let's have a cult of videos we're yeah. not allowed to have. Um yeah, so, uh, but then, yeah, the big cinema stuff kills that. Even, like, I love the MCU to bits, yeah. but it kills things like that because they don't have a chance to... They go straight onto Netflix, like you say, and that really irritates the yeah. piss out of me when they do that. Yeah, a film called Super Troopers 2, they, they, did, a go, they did a GoFundMe campaign for it. Yeah. Uh, and see, there's, that's the ultimate cult, yeah. isn't it? You it, paid for this film. Yeah, I, I put money towards it, and then it bypassed physical yeah. in the UK. I was absolutely... I was seriously annoyed. Yeah. raging. Yeah, I was really blind annoying. raging because annoying. I wanted my bonus discs. Yeah. I wanted my Blu-rays of Super Troopers 2. I only 
just so in cinema, I got lucky, it was only one screen in the whole of the, in about 30 mile, 30 mile plus radius. I had to travel all the way to see the film, laugh my ass off, was waiting, can't wait to get on Blu-ray, I can't wait to get to see all the extras. I was absolutely raging, I, I, the only way I can get a copy is if I bought is if I bought a digital download, yeah. which I did have, which I do have because I love Super Troopers too. Where did you see it? I saw it in the in a, a Cineworld. In Northampton. Northampton yeah. Oh god! If you if you're from the US, you have no idea what what a bad one way system Northampton. Yeah, <laughs> it's that's uh, the dedication we have. I and I, I, I love it, and there's only me and my fiance and another couple in the screen. Yeah. But there, there was we just sitting there laughing our asses off. Yeah. Uh, and. It's it's still, but that's I I lay claim to the Super Troopers and uh, Flaming Salmon, which didn't do any money, which is absolutely brilliant. But Broken Lizard is 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 one of mine. Like more rats and fanboys, fanboys yeah. is, is I define fanboys is one of mine as well. I mean, I, and it's studios would rather bank on oh the big the, hits. The hits. Yeah, I mean even massive directors now like like Kevin Smith, Peter Jackson. Specifically, Peter Jackson. Yeah. He was the cultiest director of all time at one point. You know, things like Bad Taste, Meet the Feebles, yeah. and then after Lord of the Rings, he was the most bankable director in the world at one point. Like, how does it go from? It's it's just it's crazy. Because they get to make the films they want. Yeah, that's what, I mean, even even George Lucas, yeah. like the stuff he did before Star Wars is fantastic. Please, and George, do I go back to the yeah, THX please. and American Graffiti because they're superb films. I mean, how did he? How did he? Create the teen movie, like that's um, that's unbelievable to me. You know, you go back to American Graffiti, and that's the that's the teen movie. It is template you have now. I mean, it's not American Pie. I mean, American Pie was the the, the early two thousands. That's progression. But yeah, it, most certainly, and using soundtracks to write your scripts, not the other way around. A genius it's that should have that took a lot of crap that stopped him from directing. So yeah. So. Big F you to all these people that actually slated him because at the end of the day he's had a vision. It's, you may not like it, but you don't need to give him grief for it. So I go hit on the subject of you know because if you think about it, we I mean I, 2007 and 2008 was when the Big Bang Theory started. Now oh, if you God. go back to then you you also got Facebook and you you got Instagram now and yeah uh, if you go back to then I mean uh, where the geeks. And this is where you get some of them who get the people that don't that, uh, that have the likes of Penny Calicuaco, is that his name? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, who they think that if they're a geek, they can get that sort of girl. Sorry, not gonna yeah, happen. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. That shows patronising yeah. beyond belief. <laughs> First, that went from being a, a good show to Friends. I'm yeah, sorry, it was it did. okay actually. It, it started out but good, but it went to Friends. It just, I, I mean, when they had the guest stars is when I used to like it. Yeah, but. It went it to got friends at the end. Too, yeah, way too knowing, and you know when they try and get too self-conscious, it really annoys me. That I think, like for instance, a film version of this, Wes Craven gets way too knowing with Scream. Like the first two were great, yeah. and then this self-conscious things turn into parodies eventually. Yeah. I think because it's the only way you can take them, and it's sad because. A lot of stuff that feels postmodern at first just feels passe yeah. now, you know. Yeah. And it's the same with the Big Bang Theory. I think that just turned into a. I'll yeah, you've wrote. I see you've, you. you've wrote down geek chic. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Like it's the. It's cool to be a geek cool, now. Yeah, it's cool yeah. to be a geek now. I'm just gonna it's go troll a comic book. Hit to be square, yeah. as uh, Huey Lewis on the news might put it. 
I love Huey Lewis and the New Theater. Yeah, I do. Denim. If you ever want to see a scene where that song is used perfectly, it's American Psycho. I've not seen that. I will. It's, it's hilarious. You, I, I mean, if you look, like I said, you look at the Big Bang Theory, and now uh, if you go on, uh, you go on uh, Instagram, yeah, and you can find like loads of uh, models who are tapped into it, and they make money off of geeks. Yeah, that, fair enough. You know. Yeah, I've, uh, as I said, I wish I was. I wish I was a female and about 20 years younger. You could make a fortune. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, they, they pay, cater to... Uh, the nerds, they cater to yeah. Mother, yeah. And they're not harming anyone. No. Like, it's just, uh, I, don't, I don't get down with this whole... Um, you know, like... They're preying on them kind of thing, you know, because you still have the choice to go, oh, not like that picture, you know? Yeah. I, I think Facebook and, and Instagram and that, like... You're right. That's heavily influenced the whole thing because before that, what did we have? MySpace. Yeah. Or a little bit of Wiki, a little bit of Wikipedia as well. You know what you can do? You can actually BS that you know everything yeah, you're you can, talking you about. Can edit it yourself. You can actually, uh, you can actually, uh, you, 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 five minutes ago you know nothing about the geek culture, but because you want to be cool and you want to be actually seen to be in, you can literally yeah, you go can. online and find out about every Marvel film they've yeah, done. Yeah. You have a synopsis of the entire mythology of Lord of the Rings yeah. if you want to impress someone who's a, a Middle Earth fan it's that easy yeah. well, it's like when when, uh, when I, I, I'll admit both but I, I got I essentially I've actually we see this in my notes here I've actually can't see these because you're listening but I wrote notes and, I, and it sort of reminded me I, when I uh, when I got with my first girlfriend it was because uh, I, I was doing a, a Paris the Caribbean I, I, I used to I just uh I'd, uh, I'd sometimes I'd wind up new people at the side where we work. Yeah. And I'd, uh, and, and she started, and I was in my post, the big Paris the Caribbean phase, and, and I was doing a bit of Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> yeah, like, and I didn't say that I was doing yeah. Jack Sparrow, but she actually got it, and yeah. because of the whole geek culture, and, and I, I actually got with my first girlfriend for that, and with my fiance, I had a list, I have a criteria when, when I got to her. First question I asked her when we started chatting was, "Do you like Pirates of the Caribbean?" She went, "Yes." So yeah. like, we're off. Click. Do you like Star yeah. Wars? Eh, never really watched them. Educate, no, educate, educate. Yeah. Do you like Lord of the Rings? She said, "Do you like Lord of the Rings?" No, I don't. Yeah. I'm going to educate you. We're hard to sack you. We will sort that out. Yeah. That, that Lord Lord yeah, but yeah, she kind of forced me to watch it because I've got to. We do a whole. You watch this. I watch this. I think actually, for the whole, if you want to take it back. As far as it'll go, I think Lord of the Rings has a big impact on geek culture because it that was almost a word of mouth set of novels as well, where it was the hippies and it was people that were progressive in the sixties that that were saying oh, you should read these, you know these are these are far out, man. I mean, I'm being really stereotypical, stereotypical there, but you know you started to see things like. Frodo lives written on subway yeah. walls and that, and that's a weird, yeah. that's a preamble to everything that happened. I think, like, and so do we really have Tolkien to thank for all this? That's as much as that would annoy me. That's Star Trek in the sixties. Star Trek as well, yeah, yeah, it's a big thing, isn't it? Yeah, but you're saying about Lord of the Rings, uh, ramble on Led Zeppelin. All right. They reference. Lord yeah, of the Rings. yeah, well, I think I've, uh, there's a lot of Lord of the Rings references. And Led Zeppelin gave a song. To they let Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, because they're famously 
yeah. venomous about using music. And, and they let them use it. I popped so badly. Where yeah, I was like, oh, I, look, trailer song. They'll get yeah, away with trailer. And it's in it. Yeah, twice. Yeah, and I was like... I mean, I'm not a Led Zeppelin fan, but I like that song. It goes so well with both. Can I just point out, uh, Immigrant Song is my is my favourite Led Zeppelin song, it but it was my favourite Led Zeppelin song prior to Ragnarok. Yeah. So when we're watching we're watching that in the cinema, I'm literally sitting there going, this is good, Led yeah, Zeppelin. That's, like, see, that's yes. another example of why Marvel understands the geek culture. Mm. Because that's something only... I mean, Led Zeppelin aren't eclectic by any any stretch of the imagination, but there's not a lot of people of the current generation now that would have their music in their iTunes yeah. library. So to have that play out and have people in the background who are maybe a little bit older, you yeah. know, like like us, we are, um, go, oh, I hear that's so cool, like yeah. the 70s rock in this yeah. film, that's so cool. And that's the sort of thing that I really like the MCU for. They, they really take the gambles. It's like we said with Ga- Guardians with the soundtrack. Yeah. Fantastic, seventy soundtrack. Do you know what annoys me is that uh, Captain Marvel never had a soundtrack. Yeah, um, it was kind of like so, a hodgepodge of nineties music, yeah. wasn't it? So I've tried to piece together, and there's uh, there's uh, one song on it. I'm gonna pull up my little playlist I created from the songs I actually own, because uh, I'm having brain freeze right now on this one. Let's have a look. It's basically a who's who of the nineties, isn't it? I think. Crush with eyeliner. I watched. Uh, but I, the second time I watched Captain Marvel because I read all the credits because I'm trying to memorise walking out the cinema all the songs and when they uh, when I got to the end it's like I, I heard Man on the Moon by R.E.M. Then I'm like, which makes no sense because that came out in 99 that song didn't it? 99 but, uh, like, no, 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 not that one no, 95 it's set yeah don't think that song came out in 95, is it? No, 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 there's a Man on the Moon and came out in, no, you're thinking of Great Beyond, that was 99. Oh, yeah. Man on the Moon was, I'm, I'm not going to say the year because I can't remember the year off the top of my head. I think it was 91. Oh, fair enough, yeah. Or something, well, 91, that doesn't bother me anyway no, when they get years. No. Like, I mean. What you mean, like using, uh, like using uh, Who Wants to Live in Bohemian Rhapsody? It worked perfectly in the film. Yeah. But there's a song, Crush with Eyeliner by R.E.M., which was 94. And, and, and I couldn't hear it the first time I was like it's R.E.M how did I not hear that song so I'm listening at the same time until that film song came on I'm literally not listening to anything he says I'm listening to the background I want to hear Crush with Eyeliner so to use two R.E.M songs in Captain Marvel that was my geek moment yeah and then I hear it it's the bit where, they, where, where Captain Marvel blows up the uh, the jukebox the jukebox yeah, I'm like, yeah. it's like misquote Emma Samuel L. Jackson mother effer blowing up the jukebox when they play R.E.M. I was like damn but that's a geek out moment that only like the the, the yeah, old geeks yeah. would get um, not, not the new no it's but then again I'm, it's, it's thing is but it's uh, I mean we're not tarring everyone with the same brush here. no because no. obviously there, there's going to be new new people that like the old stuff I mean yeah. I'm I suppose I'm still relatively young but I love old older music's way better than the music now I feel I was going to go to a conversation we had, uh, uh, that, not on a podcast, it was one we were having a, a few weeks ago about, when you look at, you know, when we get into relationships, it was just, uh, you know, our current, you know, our, our you know, relationships, it's the, uh, it was before the big boom. Yeah, yeah. And I think, for, you know, for me, I mean, I, my fiance is a, a greater geek, so I, I'm lucky, but it's, now you can literally go to conventions and you see all these geeks that, 
that you know it's so easier to get a girlfriend yeah, when yeah. you're into that kind of culture than now yeah, than yeah, it yeah. is then and you think my god it's could have done with this 10 years yeah, ago. yeah. it made it yeah. a lot it made it a lot harder but i mean I, I, sometimes the harder it is to do something is 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 better but yeah it's like nowadays but then again we, we went to this convention and they had an after show party it was in northampton and the thing is each geek community the friends always stick together so yeah nobody mingles because it's still you've still got the little tribal aspect of it even though as popular yeah, yeah. as it is the the like the trekkies and the yeah you'll always yeah, still yeah. find the that we are it's it's non-mingling because this one yeah. was this was like i think it was the second northampton comic-con where they had the after show party and you had like these celebrities then you had the cosplayers the star cosplayers wanted to make the money from it they had them on the tables and you had literally littered around the corners all these little tribes because yeah. it was three of us uh, and and but the thing is you still have the shy introverted geeks at the end of the day with the after show party they still stick to their own little herd yeah yeah it's like and, yeah you have your colours for things don't you like it's yeah. like you're a regiment and you, you're representing yeah. this army and it's hard to actually because you because a lot of geeks are introverted real geeks yeah yeah so whereas you got all these ones that are cool to be geek and everything like that is you still have the or the ones, ones that, that wear the t-shirts that say nerd or yeah, geek and you think are you? Or the, you're wearing a Ramones T-shirt. What's your favourite Ramones song? Oh, oh who are they? Them, yeah. yeah. Or you've got the. Or you're wearing a film logo, and you're yeah. thinking. I mean. I mean, yeah, like I mean, or um, the one you always see, is Nirvana T-shirts. Yeah. And I can't stand Nirvana anyway, so that makes it doubly as worse to start off with. But, and you'll say to them, "Oh, do you like Kurt Cobain? Oh, who's he?" Oh. <laughs> like, only the guy that you're wearing the T-shirt of. You know, that annoys me. That sort of thing. Because that's capitalising on the idea of logos and what slogans mean and things like that. And I think that really annoys me. But, yeah, it's just, it is what it is, isn't it? I suppose yeah. it's just something that's taken off that we wouldn't have thought had taken off ten years ago. Let's wear a Rolling Stones t-shirt, even though we can't make any yeah. of the songs. I, would, I mean, I would never wear a music t-shirt of a band I didn't know to or didn't like. Or a tour t-shirt to a gig I've never been to. Exactly, yeah. That and also... <laughs> Uh, or like do you like that film I, I've never seen it well, why are you wearing a t-shirt exactly. mm. I, I wear uh, I, I've got get out of my house yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah it's like all the you say like I've got uh, I've got an REM Dublin t-shirt and it's uh, and, you know, and there's only I think it's like 7,500 people can lay claim to actually have been to those gigs yeah uh, so that so, means something to you so yeah. if you saw someone who'd somehow got hold of that and hadn't been it would annoy you wouldn't it I get like that when I see because uh, uh in retail, when I see people wearing uh, Peaceborough Phantoms uh, shirts, because when I'm in retail, I actually become uh, I actually treat that as separate. I treat my retail as being different to things. So you put on a, uh, I put on a uh, character there, and uh, so when I see if I see someone in a Peaceborough Phantom shirt, you know, or or uh, things, I've seen a few people in them, and uh, I literally, I will literally. I will literally make a remark to them about you know uh, hockey because nobody in the UK hardly anybody likes ice hockey so again yeah it's, it's very that's a geek that's a that's a geeky thing ice hockey the only sport that I think geeks should watch or <laughs> it is a geeky sport because you know not many people in the UK watch it so it's sign of geekdom yes but uh, I'm actually going to my notes now you know uh, 
I think you know you got Batman and Robin did destroy the geek culture to an extent oh, in the nineties. But then again, you got the X Men movies. I had to call Blade because Blade, I did a lot of people, myself included, didn't realise that was a comic yeah, for a long while. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Because Blade is technically the one that's responsible for Marvel coming back. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't even know it was a comic at the time. It, no idea. So that was the wilderness years because then you got X Men between Batman and Robin, and, and you know, it was the wilderness between Batman and Robin and, and X Men. But you got X Men with the Stan Lee cameo. But I just want to point out again, I think we've already mentioned it in this podcast. Ninety-five was more rats. Yeah. Stan Lee in that which is how the cameras a small part which you could also argue is a cameo but then you got the X-Men which was followed by Spider-Man which was followed by uh, Christopher Nolan's uh, Batman trilogy yeah. yeah then you've been in between you've also got the Harry Potter films and you've got Lord of the Rings which sets up the MCU again MCU 98 sorry not 98 MCU with Iron Man 2008 which uh, according to Alexa <laughs> earlier so about Tashies. Big Bang Theory in 2008 in the UK in 2007 it was released in the US Alex, yeah. Alexa stop <laughs> never say that word if you're doing a podcast <laughs> uh, uh, so you've got those so basically you could also argue that 2008 onward is the time where you had the big boom yeah. because uh, the MCU coincides with the Big Bang Theory which is the geek chic and everything becoming popular and, and where we are today the Star Wars prequels as well Star Wars prequels I think in the mid sort of early 2000s that was like a you know the that was a revival of that sort of aspect that Star Wars had didn't it because I mean we, had, we hadn't had a Star Wars film that hadn't been re-edited into special editions for over 20 years 15 years 83 was 83 to, right? 83 to 90, 83 to 97 97 1990 16 years yeah 99 because yeah uh, it was, was a small revival years, yeah. in 97 95 was the time for the, I got, so the, again George Lucas got there first yeah so <laughs> but I think after Phantom Menace came out yeah it kind of galvanised the whole thing yeah I know I, you had diminished I think I mean for me Star Wars didn't really come back in terms of yeah it, Star Wars came back for me I'll say as a person as a as uh, as much as people you know there is the pre is the the, sequ- the prequels that he righted. Uh, ninety five for me it was Kenneth Hasbro. Ninety seven was the was the special edition. Ninety nine uh, was from ninety nine to two thousand and five. They were all still ninety nine two thousand two two thousand and five were all big years for yeah, me in Star yeah. Wars. Even though you know a lot of people were they turning was, off yeah, per film. Supposedly the worst. Yeah. Yeah, but... they were turning off, but I still enjoyed them. Yeah. And anybody, I mean, I know we've changed our minds, have gone back and forth, and this will be, we're going to be doing very soon, a audio commentary of Phantom Menace as part of a new series. Yeah. And we're going to be doing the old stars, but we are, we, we are going to... That'd be interesting, so actually, actually, yeah. just see how we've changed our opinions. Yeah. But, I mean, there's another example of that whole venomous Star Wars fan thing starting early. Yes. Because I, everyone I know moans about the prequels, but they all went to see it. And they all that like, I think Phantom Menace is still the the second or third most profitable Star Wars film if you adjust for inflation. Yeah. So, someone must have saw it multiple times. That's the only yeah, way you get the profits yeah, in. Multiple, yeah. I mean, I think I remember stories from when it first the trailer first hit, yeah. and people were paying to see films to see the trailer and then leave. Yeah. So these films that had no like prospect of even being profitable were suddenly making millions of dollars and not knowing why. Because there's nothing better than I remember yeah. you know, when the uh, and this is the good thing about Amazon. 
is you can actually buy projectors uh, for 50 yeah. quid and one of the first things I did was because was I was put on the, put on the uh, Rise of Skywalker trailer yeah so I wanted to see the Rise of Skywalker trailer on a big screen yeah so you click on hook up to YouTube boom but it still doesn't change the experience you know of seeing it but but for me I tell you it is the Star Wars sequels yeah the the J.J. Abrams uh, Force Awakens and uh, Ryan Johnson's uh, Last Jedi. Last Jedi. To me, that is what brought Star Wars back into the modern culture. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And of course, your Rogue One and Solo, but okay, not so much Solo because a lot of people on the back of Rise of Skywalker. Are and stupid. Yeah. yeah, they are um, stupid. Yeah, no. I, for but, me as well, I got that sort of feeling back when Episode Seven came out that really Star Wars was back. Yes. You know, like this is this. I like. I, I feel like a kid again, getting my Star Wars socks and, yeah. you know, as, as silly as that sounds, you know, like get, getting that sort of hype back for it. Chewie, we're home. Yeah. It's not just talking it, to... Yeah. The, it, to it's all, that's a fourth it's wall break, to, yeah, isn't it? Talking yeah, talking to yeah. the audience. I mean, yeah. And anybody, I mean, I, I'd be honest with you. And, I, and Mark Hamill at the end, too. Yeah. That's for, that's for us. Yeah. That's not Ray, that's for us. I... I Because I, I have an emotional... There's certain films I have a real emotional connection to. And the bit where the dropship lands and Princess Leia. Oh, man. Because yeah. you're waiting. There's Wait, one more cameo uh, to happen here. Yeah, just, where I, is she? I just... And when you, you just literally want... Waiting for her to come on. And and it's such in the music. And it's so... Yeah, it's great. It's so beautiful when Hannah and Leia together for the first time since 83. Yeah. Harrison and Carrie may have... You know, you've seen them since. For me, the, the big teary moment for me was right at the end when... R2 wakes up again and 3PO says something like yeah. oh I've missed you my old friend you know because oh. they're the beating heart of that yeah. saga aren't they them two like they're, they're always there in the background no matter how yeah. short or how you know how silly they are they're, they're they were always the emotional heart of, for me like uh, uh, you had the main three like you know Carrie, Mark and Harrison can I just want to show some love but, as well right here to Peter Mayhew as well right here yeah and, and Peter Mayhew, uh, Kenny Baker as well Kenny, Kenny Baker, Baker was the first yeah. one to go wasn't he and everyone oh. sort of glanced over it yeah. a little bit because of Carrie I think but yeah no, I mean great performers that you never see really yeah. but yeah. I mean how iconic is Chewie doesn't say a word but you know exactly what he's yeah, saying yeah it's know. Chewie that's that's something you don't get anymore uh, I mean Groot's maybe the closest yeah. things things like that you know I I, I do speaking as you know this is going away from the whole rise of the the geek culture because we still are quite tribal and if you go to yeah yeah i remember going to my first Star Wars convention in, in years a couple of years ago and i actually made the mistake because i got i was a bit agitated before i even got there because i was listening to the empire strikes back soundtrack before on the car journey got really emotional but before that before we went i i just wanted to watch a bit of terry fisher and yeah. last jedi so I was wound up so tightly when I got there, and uh, I was expecting to overhear someone say something derogatory about the Last Jedi. Yeah. Uh, which at that point, because the frame of mind I was in, would have been a no-no because, you know, I'm like I said, the whole travel thing. I keep to myself when I go to conventions. Uh, yeah. Just me, my fiance, my mates, and. You go around a Star Wars convention. You go to any Star Wars convention. It's not the I'm gonna sorry to use a bit of a language. It's not the assholes that are slating the internet. That are slating these films on the internet. It's the people that have true love. Look at the, the yeah. last celebration when Armor Johnson came on stage. When 
uh jj abrams said the best bit of casting that he got from episode eight was was uh was 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 tico uh yeah kelly marie tran, kelly marie yeah. tran. When she went off of Instagram, I was gutted because yeah, she's I... a true geek. She's a true yeah. one of us. And then I actually do feel sorry for Ahmed Best as well. Oh, like, yeah. Because we all slagged off Jar Jar Binks. I but never. We I love no, Jar Jar. I love I Jar Jar. Mean, I did, no, sorry. but I wasn't slagging off Ahmed no. Best. And just the same as I wasn't slagging off Hayden Christensen. No. I was, you know, if anything, it should have been George Lucas's script that she yeah. slagged off. But Casting. Yeah. And Jake Lloyd as well. I, I hate watching Little Anakin, but I don't hate Jake Lloyd. No. Whereas I think that's when people get conflated between the character and the person. You go to the the love that Kelly Marie Tran... Uh, I mean, I actually went out... I was so wound up after all the crap Kelly Marie Tran did, uh, got. Uh, I actually went out and bought myself a Rose Tico figure because I was solidarity. Yeah, just to support. Yeah, yeah I... My, there was the Star Wars Lego calendar this year. The, the, the last year, the 2018 one. And the buzz it was an advent calendar should i say so lego advent calendar the buzz i got no yeah. when I, as soon as as soon as they had a uh, a rose tico in it i was like yes yeah. yeah yes that's a big f you to all these people that uh, think but you go to these conventions where the hardcore community are not these people that uh, like we were about before we started the podcast the the ones that go online and straight afterwards and say 20 yes. reasons why Episode eight sucks. Sucks, yeah. And is, sucks is in capital letters. Yeah. Just to make you go, oh, you know, I, that's that. It, my summation of the whole thing, like, would be the solidarity that you mentioned. Yeah. Because that's that's the way we were. We were all in it together. Even though you might never have met someone, they might live across, halfway across the world. But when you can stand and have a conversation or or, or like a. a you know, a, a funny argument yeah. with someone about like what the fastest warp of the yeah. Starship Voyager could reach, compared to entitlement, which is what it's all about now. Yeah. You know, like I didn't ask for this, I didn't want this. You know, the one that just comes to mind after Episode Eight is Game of Thrones. That's yeah. not that's not how I wanted it to end. It's not about you. No. It's about everyone, and you, they're not asking everyone. They're only asking the people that were annoyed. What are the uh, I can't remember who it was. What I think it might have been Sophie Turner. Don't call it me. It was honest. Sophie Turner. Yeah. Said and George Martin as well. Yeah, they said you're disrespecting. Yeah. Everybody that's worked so hard to bring this to you just because yeah. you don't like it. Yeah. And. Yeah. It rides me up. The little thing. The little thing they do now is they they get petitions going. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but HBO aren't gonna go. You know, we should probably refilm that. No way. Like, if you made a bad ending. You made a bad ending. You stick with it. It's it's like saying yeah. I made a mistake. Just forget I did it. I'll just try again. You know that you do try again in real life, but you don't you don't forget that you made a mistake. Yeah. And I don't actually think they did make a mistake anyway. But that's another fucking podcast yeah. as well. But even George Martin said, like you say, why should we change the ending just because you don't like yeah. it? And that's 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 the heart of it. Like ev- we're all in it together. Just yeah. if you don't like it. And you have a reason. I will happily sit and listen to you and explain to you why I like it. That's how the old way used to work. And now it's I don't like it because I don't like it. But we are going to start a petition as to why we don't like yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. Some of the people that do like yeah. it. Yeah, that's a, oh, it, that's. I mean, and I'm trying not to get across. I don't want everyone to think that we're, you know, especially with Star Wars, that we're just we have the blinkers on where Star Wars is concerned. We've had our misgivings about Star Wars as well. You know Trust me, right? Well, on that one. We have actually, uh, this is something where we're going to skip a little bit ahead just to 
just to inform you lovely listeners and thank you for listening yes keep listening because we've got a couple of things coming up once we get a chance to actually do them and these have been on the card since the day, day we decided one, yeah, to do yeah. these podcasts we've got two in particular and these are going to be the good ones and and the reason I'm telling you now is because this fits into the whole uh, rise of the geek culture thing that yeah. we are uh, is that we there's two films in particular that we, uh, we we're going to do and we're not all about Star Wars on this thing. No. On the thing, but we just, at the moment, this is just... It's our first, I think it's our first geek love. Yeah, it is. It's what got me into not... films and everything. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a point I want to make about that at the end, yeah. which I'll bring up. But uh, we are going to be doing two films in particular as part of the thing. We're doing, if you've been listening to the other ones, you know we are doing our, we're, we're starting, already starting on our Tarantino stuff. Yeah. But we are going to be doing, uh, we're going to literally be doing the Star Wars. We're going to go through all the Star Wars films. But the two we're looking forward to in particular doing more than any of them is episode one because yep. we're going to reassess it. But I don't want to give too many spoilers away. No. But the one I'm really looking forward to is episode two. Yeah. Because, because we, we're we are completely. Yeah. yeah. Episode two is. I'm going to. I mean, I'll say. I'll admit it now, and we're not going to go into much detail about it because we want you to listen to our, our podcast when we do this. Sorry, you're not getting this for free. You'll have to listen to the new one. The next one is... I love episode two. I think it's such a strong film. And Callum? No, I... Yeah, I don't... Yeah, it's not... It's my, it's my least favourite Star Wars film. But that's the thing. But, uh, we are going into this yeah. with opposing opinions. But at the end of the day, when we when we come out of this podcast, it, we're not going to literally... S- s- stick our middle fingers up to each other no and we're not going to start losing our tempo and telling you no. you're wrong yeah. i'm right because Be- yeah just because so, yeah it, yeah that's how it should be it should be a debate i uh i did this review for my uh in the geek room uh and i sent it to a mate before and he changed his opinion it, it was for uh he, he uh for once upon a time in hollywood because uh, so he said it wasn't my favourite, but he said, let me know what you think. So what I did was, you know, because I, I sent him some notes I made. I did some video notes because I had this whole epiphany in the morning. So I did a video. I sent him the video notes. I also sent him the uh, uh, review I did before I'd actually posted it. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I didn't see it like that. And that's the thing. It's like when we do our chatting when we're not recording is one of us will come up with something and the other one will go, wow. I never so, thought of it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, that's I love that about the old, the old guard. You know, yeah. where you you might not like something, you might even hate something, and then someone will say this one little thing, and you'll go, "I'll go back and watch that actually," and then you'll come back and go, "Do you know what? I really like this now." But the biggest one for me that I changed polar opposites on was when Fight Club first came out. I absolutely hated Fight Club when it first came out. I didn't get it. I thought it was. I just thought, what is this about? This isn't. This this is rubbish. And then one of my one of my friends I went to school with, he said he he lent me it again about a few few years later, three or four years later, and he said, uh, don't take it so seriously. Watch it as a satire. Yeah. And then when I watched it as a satire, I thought, oh, I get yeah. it now. And and I absolutely changed my opinion from one out of ten to ten out of ten yeah. on it. And that polarization you don't get in any other type of film culture. I don't think. The thing is, with the old guard geek, we will, if a film's rubbish, we will watch it again. Yeah. I'm actually warming to Rise of the Silver Surfer at the moment. Yeah. Because I got it for one ninety nine well, off of Google my Play. My favourite rubbish film is Street Fighter. 
Absolutely. Oh, I'm really want yeah. I'm gonna look for him. It's together, fantastic. So. You I want mean, to stay or you want to come and fight with me? Yeah. Now let's go kick some bison ass. <laughs> but I mean, if you want to see a film where Van Damme's coked out of his nut, just watch it. It's great. But you know, there are bad bad films. Yeah. But there's also great great bad films. And that's that's we see that, and other yeah. people don't see that. I think. And that's old school geek versus new yeah, school yeah, geek. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's yeah. it's like ah, uh, you know, a bit of schlock now and again. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the things is where is, I think a lot of the new the new geeks the are the ones that are actually they're spoon fed yeah, what's going to be cool, quality, what's popular. Yeah. Whereas we we still go back we still go back to the vaults. Yeah, yeah. I still love trawling around HMV looking for stuff uh, by watching. Ted, then going, oh god, I haven't seen Flash Gordon in years. And yeah, he's picking up Flash Gordon or, um, in Guardians and going, I need to watch How the Duck again now, even though that's a terrible film. I never wanted to watch Flashdance. Oh right, yeah, not yeah. Flashdance, Footloose. Footloose, yes, yeah, never yeah. appealed to me. Never was on my radar. No, no. That I watched Footloose. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is good. And that's the thing is, we will yeah. find these films. And that that sensibility is in the film. Yeah. You know, James Gunn's obviously put stuff he loved when he was a kid in, and. Maybe he's thought, I can give this to, to, to the newer generation unintentionally, but we've came from the older yeah. and thought, oh, I've never seen that, actually. Let's go watch it. Ted 2, watching the... you seen Ted 2? I haven't. I've seen the uh, first one. I showed you... Oh, yeah, because I, I showed you the clips last... Right, this, yeah, you this, showed me the, the Michael Dawn yeah, stuff. Yeah, I didn't realise who he was Michael Dawn, but I thought it was the guy who played the tick in the original series. Then when you realise it's Michael Dawn, he's like, wow, yeah. that's like old school geek versus new school geek. Yeah. We will. And one of the things I love about when we, when, when we do our film nights is... And it's like the same with these podcasts, is we argue more during the, the uh, what we're going to do, because it's, well, we should do this, we should do that. But it's always like, I want to do your idea. No, no, I want to do your idea, because I want, I speaking to myself personally, Yeah. is it's when we do these podcasts and when we watch our films and we do our film nights, I don't want to watch the films that, I, that I've got. I want to watch, I want you to tell me what, I want, what I've got to watch. Yeah, yeah. And it's like... Something that Peter Buck said in in the two thousand and eight uh, Accelerate Tour Guide, uh, 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 REM, the uh, tour program, when they still did tour programs with bands, it's like he I loved going into an old record store and having some old guy behind the counter telling me what music I should listen to. Yeah, I love it when we do these podcasts and we we do film nights where we go and go. We should watch this today. Yeah, and we both share our passion because we'd have different loves of films and that's the thing of uh, is that it's nice to actually go and go to and go find these small things that we still love that we can still find that's just outside the yeah. radar of the big the geekiness yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or should we watch Blade Runner tonight yeah if we do this we are going to yeah. be doing a screening of, I mean, personally we're doing a screening of Blade Runner in October if you know why you're a definite Blade Runner fan and you're a real geek by the way, it's 2019 as we're recording this one, so if it's past that, yeah. the time's gone. And R.I.P. to Rutger Hauer as Rutger well. Rutger yeah. Oh. Yeah. Send some love out to Roy Batty himself. Yeah. Great. He is. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, it's, that, it's like a passing of the torch, almost. It's, and that's what was going to bring me back to um, why, why Star Wars is the ground zero for the whole making people into fan clubs and you know i know disney's done it but it and it's because of because star wars is everyone knows like if you know the backstory of how star wars was made and written then you know george lucas was interested in mythology 
so like there's a guy called Joseph Campbell who wrote a book called The Hero with a Thousand Faces where he sort of surmises that all the world's mythologies are similar because all the world dreams the same dreams has the same nightmares and that's exactly it. it we all breathe the same air we all like well we don't all like the same things but we all we all fear similar things we all like similar things we all want similar things and that's I think that's what like we're all in it together again so that's the mantra for, for the old guard and I'm not saying like some of the new people aren't like that I've met loads of young people that are very respectful of, like, yeah I, I know, and, and it's really. lovely to see that and it's nice to, to see them to say to them well have you seen this or the, have you seen the original that the, the remake is of and they go oh no it's lovely to pass that on yeah I mean I, I, I think it's because we gravitate because we are we are still tribal let's be honest yeah yeah I think we gravitate to the ones that we can spot or because we've been doing this long enough yeah I mean I say I don't mean about podcast I mean whereas uh, as, as we've been ingrained uh, in life, of, yeah. we can actually root out the real ones to from the actual fake yes yeah, easily people I chat to you know about our loves are the ones that are I still I, 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 I they're still the geeky geek the real yeah, yeah. geeks rather than the the ones that God, I want to go to see with, yeah. with a quote mark yeah. yeah yeah so I always gravitate more to like you if you look at the relationships I've had that are good they've always been with the oh when I say relationships I mean romantic relationships the good ones have always been with ones that are on my level yeah see I mean I mean my my fiance as well like she's she's not a geek by any stretch the imagination like there's a lot of films she hasn't seen and but for me that I like that you know like from from a, like I, I love saying to her oh you've never seen you know but like, uh, I don't know like Rocky or whatever yeah and if she says no then I'll go and get it right away like you know we'll watch it and it's great sharing that with someone I mean we went to see um Terminator 2 in 3D when it was re-released in the cinema and like I was so jealous because she's she was getting to see it for the first time ever in the cinema and in 3D, you know that's that's like a film that you memorise when you're yeah. a kid. Charlotte and Alien for me. Yeah, like seeing that on the big screen. She did yeah, the same. Yeah, Alien was great on the big screen. So yeah, it's good. I, I I've got to say I have this. I, I do the same thing. I do uh, with my fiance, and it's just it's lovely to pass it on. It is. Yeah, it is you, really nice. Uh, like I mean, even if they don't like it, they've seen it now, you know, and you can say, oh. I, You've, tr- you've tried it and at least you said why you didn't like it yeah. and it, it is nice to, it, it's lovely to see like her laugh or go Ugh, or like you know it'll just have a, and a genuine it's a genuine first time reaction yeah. I can't honestly remember what that's like with a lot of these films yeah. because we've seen them so many times I said you you, you you took it to see uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yeah yeah and that's you know and yeah and, I mean I, I took it to see Hateful Eight as well and that was the first Tarantino film she'd ever seen, and it was it was like it was, it was it was great though because you saw I saw her the way she was reacting to it um, was great because it's the it was the first time I'd seen yeah. it as well so it was both genuine reactions but like because she didn't know the conventions of Tarantino yeah. so, you know um, it was it was quite nice just to watch someone uninitiated watch it you know because then you could probably say well go back and watch his other films and you'll see everything you've just seen I have to take a deep breath here North by Northwest Fight Club Schindler's List Lethal Weapon these are just off the top of my head 
Yeah. Ones that I got my fiance into into watching because I love them. I yeah. wanted to pass it on to her. But there is it's just sharing your love it with is, someone yeah. else. Yeah. And, and she shared films with me that I never thought I would like. You know, like I I there's a film called The Heat with Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy. Not a film I would have ever picked up myself. I absolutely love it. You know, it because it means something to both of us that she shared that with me and I hope some of the films that I've shared with her like I think I've dragged her to every new Star Wars film but she she, she enjoys them and it's nice I had to watch Twilight yeah it's <laughs> not great I, I did have to go and see Fifty Shades though. that was well, my conversation I did, I, did the, I, did the fir- I did the first one I said to her I'm not watching any more of this crap <laughs> but, but I would willingly I'd give it a chance like whatever it is you want it to see because I've made her sit through enough sort of you know stuff that she'll ask you she'll with me I have to, I get things in my head sometimes that if I don't see a film now it's not gonna cause I, I have got I've got like a sixth sense when I know a film's not gonna last more than one week at the yeah, cinema yeah. because I can just tell so I force her to go and see basically uh, small films that I don't think she normally wouldn't go and see yeah, and she walks yeah. out she had to go with me the other day we only ever seen films she wanted to go see so how many of the films we went to see that you don't like bullet to the head that's her answer for everything. But I went to Bullet to the Head review. I don't need to go see the new Rambo film. I went to Bullet to the Head review. I said one film. Yeah. And then I started listing off Well, Chef, uh, Begin Again, uh, About Time. And I'm like, okay, that's just three off the top of my head. I think all the same year, those three as well. So because of me, you, you watch those. So you, yeah. But she always brings up Bullet to the Head. She does. But yeah, uh, it, it's, it's great. That's just... It's like when yeah. you, it's like for some reason I'd missed the thing, and when you brought oh, the yeah, thing yeah, around, yeah. it I was like, wow, it's yeah. just that buzz you get from sharing it. Yeah. For me, the best buzz I've got this year was Shingles List 20. I know we'd oh, seen yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I know we'd seen it together. I mean, we'd seen, uh, we'd seen it on before. Yeah, I've never seen it in cinema. No, never. Never Charlotte, and the, that's even though I have seen Alien this year at the big screen, and I've seen sort of some fantastic films in 2019, but. Being able to share with you two, Schindler's List to me was one of the greatest moments. Yeah, I know it's, Schindler's List is not a geeky film. It's oh no, no, it. but it's 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 the the, the sort of the mentality behind yeah. the sharing of the the cultural artifact yeah, itself. You... It's, and and it's one I always always swore I wanted to see in the cinema before I popped my clogs, you know, because yeah. it is it's the ultimate sort of. I think like a monument. It, there's films that are monuments, and that's yeah. definitely one of them. But yeah, I've got, I've got a bucket list of films I yeah. want to see in the cinema that I've never seen in the cinema before. You know, and I, I've seen quite. I'm quite proud of how many I've seen yeah. actually that I've always wanted to see. I want to do so, Back to the Future again. I've seen yeah, it so I've, many I've times, but I really that. want to see. I really want to see Back the one to the I loved seeing in the cinema was Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. I absolutely loved seeing that because that's my favourite horror film of all time and when it popped up in um, cinema in Leicester I just thought I've got to see that you know because yeah. it, it was just it's how they're meant to be seen isn't yes. it yes that's what I love about Tarantino films is seeing those on the big screen yeah he's, he makes the, them tailor made for I mean Hateful Eight was made in 70 millimeter yeah. just for outdoor screenings yeah. and that's sort of he's a geek yeah. 100% is a geek what I haven't seen, which I, I, I'm gonna, I will do soon, because it's, I mean, I'll be honest, with you, you see it on a home projector, it's not the same as seeing it on the big screen. Yeah, it's still pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> but the one I really want to see is 
uh, North by Northwest. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, that's like the film school, darling, isn't it? Yeah, I watched that when I was yeah. studying media, so that that's why that that's why that one's that's the one time where I checked my brain out uh, when I was supposed to be studying it. Hitchcock's another guy that loves the craft yeah. itself and every film he makes. It's like Edgar Wright. Yeah. He's like a he's like the new Hitchcock, I think. We just finished watching uh, what was it the other day? We did the Cornetto trilogy. Yeah, see, um, I'm so annoyed I missed the last one of that in cinema. It really annoyed me. Yeah, well, well uh, we might actually do an improv. Uh, if everything goes to plan, hopefully over this year or next year, we might do an impromptu, uh, not that good a quality of audio, uh, little five minute podcast from somewhere. Yeah. We're going to leave it at that for now in case we don't do it. But, uh, yeah, the, the, I expect. Uh, Somewhere down the line, a bit of Simon Pegg stuff, then Nick Frost and oh Cornetto, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Right. Do you know? Um, just thinking again, I think, like, sort of, maybe wrapping up now. Yeah. Um. It, the full circle thing that's happened with the whole geek culture is how many things are being rebooted now. Yeah. I mean, like, we've got a Picard series coming out, yeah. and we've got a Watchmen yeah. series, and we've got um. I, Finally, Star Wars is getting on TV now as well, live action, and it—it's just. I think it's quite. I like seeing these people. Co- like Expendables was great for me. Seeing yeah. everyone come back from the eighties that you, you spent all your time watching, and even if they're only in it for a couple of seconds, you just thought, ah, oh, yes, the, you know, and I like that full circle. Infinite, infinite aspect of of being a geek. How the old comes back as the new. That new will be old one day and yeah. it'll come back. You know, I I I think I like that the, the recycling yeah. of tropes and I really like that. I think that's what makes it resonate so much. Yeah. I think. I think about it. I I, I did the realization. This is a while ago. Was that uh, when I was growing up, you don't want to like the things your parents like, but now it's hard not to like the things your parents like. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and yes. you're gonna be the parent. One day, in, in my effect, kids are not going to like what we like because they're going to be, <laughs> oh, they they be spoon fed it. Yeah. They'll be, they'll be no. spoon fed it because from an early age. Well, there's that old saying, isn't there, that the, the the next generation never understands the previous one and vice versa. Whereas I think, I think like for me, I I very much prefer stuff from the the last generation. I'm proud to. I'm proud. I'm that's not Star Trek poem. No, uh, next generation was good as well. Though. You know what? I say one thing. I, when we started this talk, I was like, it was just about mod. It, we started off about modern day, but you know, it kind of made me realize it's just uh, a while, a few minutes ago, it's about 15 minutes ago, is that just food talking. And this is what I love about doing these podcasts is that as much as the geek culture is is growing, yeah, we're still quite tribal and oh, yeah, in the yeah. sense that we've got the modern day ones, the, the cool geeks, yeah, but deep down just through doing this podcast as we're talking now uh, that is that we're still very tribal as in the old the old the old school yeah we're still the old school yeah we may yeah. mingle yeah, with I'm the new proud of being yeah. the old guys. We, we may mingle with new ones but at the end of the day we still have that mentality of yeah an open-mindedness that that when this fad does go we're still going to be the old guard yeah, and it will eventually go full circle again. The caretakers, and we'll be the ones that still yeah. look. Yeah, exactly. That, that's the best analogy. The caretakers. Yeah, we're the Hagrids. Of yeah, the I'm proud of the it. groundskeepers. We are proud yeah. of this. That's 
I actually like that. That would look good on. That would look good on a T-shirt. Please don't. If you're gonna print on a T-shirt, please give. Please yeah. give us money for this, or Trade at least a party. reference. Yeah. Yeah, that's the caretakers of the geek culture. Yeah, that's that's kind of the way it is, though. Yeah. That, that's. That's. I've really enjoyed say this. Any more than that? Yeah. yeah. I've really enjoyed this podcast. This video. Yeah. This video. That's. Fantastic, that's really good. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed yeah, doing yeah, this. Same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, you know I am a Stevie W. I've been doing talking for a while. And yeah, and count me as well, yeah. <laughs> I, I hope everyone's enjoyed it, yeah. Yeah. If, we, have. we have really have. This has been fantastic. So thank you for listening, going this far. See you on another High Ground Podcast. Cheers, guys. See you, bye. <laughs>